welcome to Buy Positive. These are your hosts, Mari. And today we will be talking about a topic that has been coming up and we sort of touched on it in the very beginning of our podcast, representation in music. There's a lot more nowadays. It's not new. <laughs> There's a lot more. Um, but uh, again, you know, our biggest issue is whether the person who comes out as, you know, whatever it is that they come out as, whether they use the label or not, and whether they kind of use their fame and their money and their um, position in society to promote the cause and be active and um, sort of make other few pe- people feel better about who they are, in a way. Um, you mean um, advance the bisexual agenda? Yes, advancing the bisexual agenda. That's That's what they do. So the earliest examples, I think the examples that everybody knows, right, is, uh, first of all, Queen's Freddie Mercury, who mm-hmm. was, he, he never quite came out as bi, um, and he never participated in any LGBTQ plus uh, causes or anything, but, you know, um, he, he had HIV, he died of AIDS, he had a couple of relationships with men, uh, one of his last partners um, wrote a memoir um, about the relationship, so... Clearly, and, and he, he also had a, had a girlfriend whom he kind of considered his best friend and his, like, the only woman for him kind of relationship that they had. <laughs> and she inherited a lot of his money. So clearly playing both fields. And there's going to be a movie but- coming out about him. <laughs> this, uh, no, I think it's going to be in November. It's called mm-hmm. Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, Romy Malik is going to, going to be playing Freddy. So, and they... The movie so far from the trailer does touch on his bisexuality, so that's also good because a lot of times people do think of him as just gay. And unfortunately, because there's a, the stigma of AIDS yeah. associated with being gay, yeah. and, and that, you know, he died of it, so he had to be gay. Yeah, yeah, um, of course. And, yeah. But it's, it's important representation because he wasn't hiding himself. He didn't use it, but he didn't hide either, so... Yeah. At the time, when you think about it, and there also aren't, there isn't that many um, bisexual men yeah. who are out yeah. in the music industry. So the next example I had is also thing. like from from uh, an earlier period. That's David Bowie, clearly you know larger than life uh, figure. Mm-hmm. Um, did he ever though? Did he ever come out as bi? Because uh, I, I know that he had I, a I couple know. of songs that specifically talked about like relationships with men that he had, but I'm not sure that he ever came out. Yeah, but you know, when you say like some those people very very famous like uh, David Bowie or um, or uh, or Freddie Mercury, is that it's they as you said they are larger than life and they're known. I mean, all over the world, they're really superstars, mm. and I don't I don't know how how good of a representation that is because I, you know what, I, it made me think about what one of the, my interviewee for my, my series had said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found that very interesting. I didn't use it that much, but, you know, Hollywood and, and this world is so different from the rest. You can't really relate to those people. Mm, that's true. Because, you know, they're just, you know, they're artists, they're like singers and those people who have this, this life that is completely different from anything we might know. Yeah. And and so yeah, it's not a presentation that is relatable, and and we know that it's necessary um, that the presentation the representation has to be relatable in some ways, so, to 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 have a, a positive effect. Well, I'm gonna uh, play, at least on mental health. I'm gonna play devil's advocate here and just say that um, yeah, I mean when we're talking about actors or or musicians or even movie characters, like those 
people, they are far away, they're not entirely relatable. But at least to me, music has always been a medium that I express myself through and that I understand the world through. So when I hear a song, like anything by, by Hailey Kyoko, <laughs> for example, <laughs> like that song makes me feel good because I feel represented. And that's something, you know, some of these songs are very close to the experiences yeah. that we've had. You know, it's about mm-hmm. going to a beach, making out with someone, like <laughs> something that a lot of people have done. Um, but it, it- the, the thing I was actually going to talk about Haley Kiyoko yeah. or um, because because she she's just I mean let's let's face it she's mostly well known she she's getting more known now but yeah. her her fan base is mostly queer women yep uh, because she she was overtly queer from the beginning yeah um, so that also made that her relatable yeah because because you know she was just like one of us who is talented and is doing something with it. Yeah. And and then gets visibility. So that makes her more relatable. That's and true. now she's getting more well known. That's true. And you know, looking at the opposite side of the spectrum, I remember I was I was still in high school and don't mean to make you feel old, but I was still in high school when uh, I kissed a girl came out the the Katy Perry song. And, yeah, uh, I feel very old. <laughs> I apologize. Um, I remember that it was such a riot. Like everyone was like, "Oh my god, it's so scandalous!" When Katie herself is straight, um, the song itself it was it's fun, but it's also like quite problematic when you think about it because it talks about yeah. experimentation in in that sense. So you know, the whole bisexuality is just a phase type thing. Just something that yeah. girls do when they're drunk and they just make out with people all over the place. Yeah. And um, how their boyfriend won't mind it. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you girls, he won't. <laughs> but that's a whole different story. <laughs> it depends which boyfriend. But... True, true that. But like 90% of the cases, you're, you're good. And another song that has caught a lot of controversy recently was Rita Ora's Girls. That was a huge mm-hmm. deal because um, I think there's a line in there, something about like her being a predator and the, the other girl being a prey or something. And people saw that as like, a, you know, a not so good representation of queer women that were predatory and stuff. And Rita, she defended herself by saying that she wrote the song as part of her experience. So like that's the way she lived her sexuality. Um, so there are two sides to the story. I honestly, like, I like the song. It's a bop. <laughs> it's nice to work out to. Mm-hmm. I don't think it, it was ever meant to be serious. Yeah. Uh, it's nothing, you know, it, it, it was meant to be a summer jam. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe yeah. she could have approached it a little bit more delicately, but uh, that's, you know, that's her thing. Always the problem with representation in general, mm-hmm. LGBTQ representation, is that you want it to be positive, but sometimes you also have to portray the not what we talk about just the not that you know good side of it yeah so here it's her experience and she has every right to talk about it and it's always very um delicate to know how to um address that yeah the things that are not so good because let's face it some women are predators yeah i know it's I mean, every, there are predators in every gender and sexuality, unfortunately. That's just yeah. the way the world works. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, now that you mentioned the um, not-so-good part of things, I thought about um, Mary Lambert. Um, I think she's gay. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's bi, but she has a song called Secrets. 
um, that came out pretty recently, I think, and it's very it's very good because it's relatable. Number one, it talks about anxiety and depression. Um, like in the the music video itself, she's like talking to a therapist. She's in a therapist's chair, and then she becomes a therapist by the end of the song. And um, uh, one of the lines is like, "I can't see straight. I'm so gay," or something. So like, it's very <laughs> it's it's in your face, but it's also very relatable. You know, she's also a plus size girl. She's faced a lot of stigma for that. So that that song in particular, it's still, you know, a happy something you can sing along to in the car song, but it's not, you know, we're trying to sell this, yeah. you know. And um, as we're talking about things that are, might be like, you know, like good, but I mean, it's not all, um, I mean, it's not all black and white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's this, uh, you know, this French uh, collective of artists, mm-hmm. um, Les Funambules, for the the of French-speaking audience, mm-hmm. um, they they have it's actually almost a whole show, um, and it's about around LGBTQ um, issues. Yeah, and some of those songs are very very relatable. Those mm. some lyrics are, you know, hit very close to home, mm. um, but also bisexuality isn't fully addressed. Mm. Uh, there's some kind of bi erasure there. Yeah, which is a problem, a major problem, but also. Some of those songs are, you know, just so true for any queer person. Yeah. It's, yeah, for, if, I mean, for people who um, understand French, I can only um, uh, recommend to at least, you know, listen or, or look at some of the, of the lyrics that mm-hmm. are um, really interesting. Well, I mean, since we're talking about musical theater, I don't think we can go without mentioning, um, at least for me, the first queer show that I've seen was Rent. Because it not only does it has a, a a sapphic couple, one of the girls I think she's by, because uh, she was with a guy before, um, and it also has a gay relationship, a bunch of gay, gay relationships. There is a guy who has AIDS, and there is a trans uh, woman in the mm-hmm. in the story. So that was pretty. It, it was it was a breakthrough for sure. And now skipping over to 2018, there's going to be a new show on Broadway called Head Over Heels. And mm-hmm. um, the plot itself will have to do a lot with sexuality and gender. But um, the Oracle, there's an, an Oracle character in the show, and the Oracle is played by a trans woman, um, and the Oracle itself is a non-binary character. Uh, and I just, I just saw that this morning, and I remember that we were, we were going to be talking about music, so I think that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the, the trans woman in question, she was um, in RuPaul's Drag Race at one point, so it, yeah, it's 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 very interesting that uh, these kinds of characters are starting to emerge and become part of the narrative, even in Broadway, which has always been kind of like a like a white gay man privilege type thing. You know what I mean? Like the entire audience yes. of of Broadway basically looks like Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? I mean, <laughs> I've never um, set foot in Broadway, but. It seems like it. Yeah, from afar. And uh, yeah. since uh, since we're talking also mm-hmm. about um, modern artists, of course, we need to mention Demi Lovato, who, as we speak, mm-hmm. is in hospital after an overdose. So, sending her all the love. Let's hope she recovers. She is really. I mean, I've always been a fan of hers, uh, even before she came out, because she is. Her songs are always very raw. I love her voice. Uh, her entire persona. And the fact that she continued to struggle with addiction, she came, you know, she went to rehab, she became clean, and then she recently released a song uh, saying that she wasn't sober. 
and now you know she ended up in hospital. Mm. But my position is that if a person struggles with addiction, it doesn't make them a bad person. It doesn't make them a bad icon or anything. No. It it no. brings pertinence to the issue. It makes the issue discussable, and and we need to support her. Yeah, and and I mean you know with addiction, it it the thing for for for. Um, Decades, I was going to say centuries, it was seen as the, the sign of some kind of moral weakness. Mm. But we know now that it's not that. Yeah. And that some people are really vulnerable to all kinds of addictions. Mm. And that has to be considered as, you know, uh, mental health issues uh, that has that needs a specific um, treatment or help, support, mm. depending on how people want to see the and see it. And and yes, and also she, 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 as you said, she was, uh, and she's honest about it, mm. and and therefore it's, it's very interesting because it's good representation. I mean, b- both as as a bisexual woman, but also we talked about it that bisexual women are among the most at risk population within the community for mental health issue for addiction, and so so yeah, it's it can happen. And has to be talked about, and there are um, solutions, and unfortunately not everywhere. Yeah. But it's it's possible to find help and support, and and deal with that. There's no shame in it because you know sometimes there are vulnerabilities you can't do anything about it, and you you just need to find the right support. Yeah. It's it might be a little bit extreme as an example, but you know when you when your eyes are bad, you get glasses, and you there's you can't. Ignore that your are, eyes are a vulnerability, and you just do whatever you, you need to make things a bit better. Yeah, and that's it's not exactly the same, but there are some processes with addiction issues that are pretty close to that. Yeah, moving on to a, a lighter topic. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't <laughs> think we we can record an episode like this with a clear conscience and not mention our Lord and Savior Janelle Monae. Oh yeah, I mean we talked about uh, about Helen Kiyoko already, so we had to talk about her too, and Tessa Thompson because also very cute together. Yeah, no, they they come they come as a package deal. I honestly adore them. When the Pink music video came out this year and Make Me Feel came out this year, it, it, it I mean it's gonna be my jam for like a decade. <laughs> I swear to God. Oh yeah, and uh, both of them kind of approach. Um, their sexuality uh, with a no-nonsense attitude. They're just like, I am who I am, deal with it um, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really admirable the way they, they handle things. And both of them are really big activists in the community. They do a lot of charity projects. Uh, so they're, you know, they're, they're out there. Um, they're, you know, not just um, queer. They're also artists of color. It's... Very important for intersectionality, of course. To that list, I would li- also like to add um, Kelani. I'm not sure how to pronounce her, her name, um, who who also came out as bi. She was in um, Haley Kyoko's Curious, I believe. Yes. And also um, Lauren Hargi from Fifth Harmony, who you reminded me mm-hmm. recently came out as bi as well. And last year, yes. Last year, and also yeah. it's not really a representation in music, but she's quite prominent. Um, you know, the rapper Cardi B has a sister, um, Hennessy, and uh, mm-hmm. she was uh, recently, she was actually in Paris taking pictures at, by the uh, Eiffel Tower with her girlfriend, and Cardi has been very outspoken and very supportive of her sister. So I'm just going to throw that in because, you know, it's also because Cardi B is a rapper, she grew up 
in the Bronx. She grew up in a gang and everything. Uh, that kind of community has always been kind of, you know, seen as incompatible with, with queerness. And so mm-hmm. the fact that she's so outspoken and she's so supportive, it's, it's, it's a really good sign. And uh, in uh, like more... Um... Like major artists, we we haven't talked about Lady Gaga. Yes, let's talk about Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she she's also in that like larger than life category, but she does use her her status as a platform. Yeah, I mean, born this way is very explicit. Yeah, yeah, born this way, and you told me that Poker Face was apparently about you know being in the closet, right? Yeah, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it makes sense. And also to add to that, there's also Mika, who yeah. I don't know if people remember Mika, but he was a big deal, like in the early 2000s. I, I grew up listening to him. And um, he's, um, he's a judge on the French version of The Voice. Oh, okay. Well, Mika, Mika has some pretty interesting songs also that you, mm-hmm. if you're a queer person and you read too much into things, which is like every one of us, you can read you can read the lyrics to his songs and you're like, okay, this is incredibly gay. Yeah. But is he, is he gay or is he bi or I'm pretty sure he came out as gay and then he was like actually, you know, no label type thing. Um it's on his Wikipedia page. Uh, but he's definitely okay. a queer artist is what I'm saying. Yeah, he's queer. That's 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 clear, yeah. And also uh, Sia, uh, mm-hmm. who f- used to be a singer she used to be a songwriter for a lot of major acts and then she finally decided to record her own stuff and um not only um for talking about addiction her song chandelier was actually about Mm -hmm. her struggle with with drugs she also is queer and uh, her style and her music are kind of becoming iconic not just in the club scene but in the mainstream and she has a lot of very heavy material like they're all bops and they're all very kind of dancey songs but once you start reading the lyrics you're like oh shit this is really really deep mm-hmm. um yeah so there's that mm. and um and, uh, yeah. yeah what about the guys yeah we'll talk about, about the guys Mikael, but well jason raz recently came out as two spirit which was a little cringy because he's a white guy yeah i think i know i I'm not, I don't know. I think two spirit means different things. He meant that as um, bi. I think he meant that as bi. Because it's his wife who told him he was two spirit because he was bi. But I don't know. Unless his wife is Native American, a little bit. um... Yeah, I I think what he meant to say was that he likes men and women, but it came out as him not only appropriating a label that does not belong to him, but also using it wrong in the wrong way. (laughs) It's a bit of a mess. I don't know if he's using it the wrong way because I think it means different things depending on the tribe. Anyways, it's not his place to use that term. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we are getting lost in these definitions. I'm pretty sure he's lost in the definition. He should just um, stick to the things that he knows. <laughs> also, again, I mean, I'm again going to do my level thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's it might be a good example of I'm coming out, but I'm not still ready to use the words like bisexual. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or even queer. Um, yeah. It, it, in in that in that uh, aspect, it's like beyond the controversy. That's interesting. Yeah, and uh, to add to that, there's also I was dying to talk about this. I used to be a big fan of Tokyo Hotel when I was younger. <laughs> I was an angsty teenager. I had a studded belt. Don't talk to me. Um, and Bill Callis was my biggest crush of the you know whatever five years that that was a thing. And yeah. 
Everybody said he was gay. Everybody was I, like, there's no way I'm, a guy can look like that and be straight. And he denied it vehemently because that's the way he was supposed to do it. And he was also under 18 for a lot of his fame. But he finally um, said that maybe I'm just about to meet someone who changes my life forever. And if that happens, does it really matter which gender they are? So he does not exclude the possibility yeah. of him not being attracted to people yeah. based on gender. He, so He's not... His look is less overtly queer now. Yeah, he, would, he used to be very androgynous. Now he, mm. I don't know what he's doing. I'm, I, he's living I, his I life. Don't know. I'm, he's living his best life. I'm too old. <laughs> I'm too old for um, Tokyo Hotel, and thank God. <laughs> I, you know, I used to love his music, and I, I, I remember you and I talked about the fact that I should have suspected I was queer earlier because of his androgynous look and my attraction to him. Um, yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to comment on that because my uh, denial was extremely. Um, it's extremely embarrassing in hindsight. True. And since also since we're talking about angsty teenage years, let's talk about Panic at the Disco, and Brandon mm-hmm. Urie, and particularly the song "Girl Slash Girl Slash Boys," which is again super fun to listen to, super fun to sing along to. He came out. Mm-hmm. Good for him. No questions asked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jason yeah. Mraz, take no- notes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, not really a surprise, but it's always good when someone comes out and does it clearly. Yeah, and among the lesser-known acts, the ones that I have on my list, at least, uh, the first one is the Veronicas, because um, they had a song, Take Me on the Floor. It was pr- It's pretty old, but I remember listening to it, and I was like, this is incredibly queer, and I love it. Um, and uh, also, I'm not sure how to pronounce her name, Tovlo, Tovelo. Um, I have a, no idea. Uh, is a Swedish artist, and uh, she has a bunch of uh, really, really queer music. And the most recent one that came out it, is with a, a lot of different um, artists, including um, Charlie and like um, other other female artists called Bitches, which is essentially mm-hmm. a song about oral sex on a woman. So <laughs> keep on. And the uh, the yeah. album cover features a sphinx cat, like a naked. Pussy, <laughs> for the lack of a better term. Yeah. So, it's um, yeah, it's a less known um, uh, version of Pink in a way. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So it's uh, yeah, that's a great one, and also to wrap up uh, with a with a bang, I guess I'd like to mention Kesha. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because Kesha has done a lot for the queer community. She's always been an icon, and then um, after you know her whole sexual assault thing broke. Um, she reinvented herself and she even had, um, she officiated a queer wedding. She's going places, she's doing things, and I'm really, really proud of, yeah. the, of the way that she's owning herself finally. Mm. Because for a long time she was hostage to a very shitty situation. No, it's, uh, it's a good thing. I have a question to ask you. Okay. Do you ever watch or listen to things that aren't, aren't queer? Of course. Really? Of course, of course. Yes, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but of course. I mean, Just my, to ask. my playlist has been expanding. I mean, let's also mention Troya Sivan or Sivan. I'm not sure how to yeah. pronounce his name. Like, mm-hmm. his songs have always been incredible. Um, but no, I listen to straight music. Thank you very much. <laughs> Just like I watch straight movies. I may not relate to them, but I definitely mm-hmm. do watch them. Yeah. Yeah, and you will ship the characters no matter what. Of course. In a, 
shipping and gender. shipping is beyond in, gender and sexuality as we all know yeah but you will end always end up shipping queer couples of course um, for of more course. references see our episode on fan fiction yes <laughs> <laughs> so if we haven't mentioned someone please let us know um on twitter tag the artist if you'd like we'd love to listen to them uh, of course we haven't mentioned a lot of things there is a lot of more obscure indie uh, artists uh, that we haven't talked about we are always open to listening to more queer music um so let us know and uh, we'll talk to you next week Bye. Bye.